1: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. We are finally getting really close to training camp, something I'm super excited for. Something that I will hopefully be attending if you know uh, everything lines up well, and maybe I get to see some of you guys there, some of the guys, uh, Stephen, Alex, and Tyler there, um, and hopefully just a great time. Finally, get to have some fans back in the stands for football. And just get to see some Chargers football that'd be something that's, that'd be really great for the summer so in this episode we're going to be talking about training camp battles to watch out for but before we do that i want to clear a couple of things up so the first thing i want to talk about is i announced on thursday this past week that i will be joining pff as a football research intern uh, this upcoming season. So I'm gonna actually be starting this week and it'll be going year round until next July. So what does that mean for me in the podcast? Well, that actually doesn't change anything I'm doing with the podcast. This is just something that I get to pursue. It helps me to get something to put on my resumes, and for me to be able to work with football data, which is something I've really liked and enjoyed the past couple of months. And I went through this application process I got in and so I'll be taking this as far as it can go and hopefully it's something that can help me down the line when it comes to looking for jobs within the sport industry so again you know i'm super excited for this role i really want to thank the guys at pff for uh, allowing me to join their team i want to thank the guys on the podcast for helping me with this journey because you know without them giving me my first break this probably never would have been possible but again this is not going to change anything i do with the podcast i'm still going to be putting out videos weekly uh on the on the podcast and when it comes to season my videos are just going to get even better with all the data I'm going to have access to and uh again nothing really changes with me in the podcast okay so now we're going to be talking about training camp battles right so training camps about three to four weeks it includes the, the 3 preseason games so there are a couple of battles between certain positions that I think are super important and the first position is is something that I think people have been talking about it a lot, like really, and it, it ultimately is this wide receiver three position. So in reality, you have three, you're gonna have three uh candidates for the position, right? You have Jalen Guyden, the incumbent wide receiver three starter, Tyron Johnson, who had a lot of flashes last year and really impressed me on his tape and through statistics. And then Josh Palmer, right? The rookie that Not a lot of people were excited about the pick, but, you know, I think he didn't have the best quarterback play at Tennessee, really showed out in the senior bowl, and he could be a really good depth option if someone like Mike Williams or Keenan Allen goes down and is pretty much the insurance option in case Mike Williams leaves next year in free agency. But in my opinion, the wide receiver spot comes down to Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton. These are the two guys with legitimate 4-3 speed. These are the track stars, and these are the guys that will give you a home run on any given play. And we saw that. Uh, a bunch of times last year, right? So just based on the counting stats, I think it's fair to say that Jalen Guyton, he had a a much larger sample size, but T Billy, which is his nickname, the Tyron Johnson's nickname was a much more efficient receiver, right? And so we look at things like yards per reception, T Billy had a higher yards per reception, higher reception percentage, right? So a higher percentage of T Billy's targets were caught by, by Johnson. You know, he, um, he had a higher yards per route run, which is a really important metric. I think this is the one of the, if not the most important metric to me, uh, evaluate wide receiver efficiency because you're pretty much taking the amount of times or the amount of yards wide receiver has and dividing it by the number of routes that they ran throughout the course of a season. So Tyron Johnson had almost a full 1.6 yards per route run higher than Jalen Guyton, which is really, really impressive. And the thing about Jalen Guyton is, His yards per out run is one of the worst in the league, like legitimately. And T. Billy's is actually one of the highest in the league. The only problem is he has a very small sample size. He doesn't really have enough snaps to meet the snap requirement to put him on the leaderboard with guys like Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, uh, Julio Jones, guys who were elite in this category. Moving on, you know, T. Billy has a higher average depth of target. And, you know, this should be fair. You know, most of his targets really just came on these deep balls that Herbert was throwing. The Bucks game, the Raiders game in LA, and then the, the Jets game where he just caught a bunch of 50-yard passes, which is which is what his role was last year. But I'm hoping that that changes just a bit because I think we saw flashes of how efficient he could be and him showing that he's not just a deep threat, but a guy he can count on for reliable hands because out of the 26 targets that T. Billy had, he had zero drops. And guided has six drops, which led to a 17.6 drop percentage. Now I know this is one of the main reasons uh fans want to see uh Tyron Johnson as the wide receiver three, but I- I'm here to tell you that drops are not something that is stable from year to year, which is why you know a lot of analytics people say don't uh don't. Go too low on guys like Deontay Johnson because drops are, or guys like Jerry Judy because drops are not something that are stable from year to year. And ultimately, that just comes with more repetition, more practice, and more uh, chemistry with their quarterback. So, and you know, last thing, passer rating when targeted, T. Billy's was crazy high, and J.G. Jalen uh was much lower than what Johnson's was. And so, my prediction with this. I think I'm I'm gonna have to say that Jalen Guyton is gonna win this in in uh, training camp. Now, this is what I would do, or what I would hope Staley and Lombardi would uh, implement. They do a wide receiver three by committee, and depending on where the charges are in certain situations, if they're looking for a deep shot, you use Guyton on the field. If you're on like a third down and you need someone with a lot reliable hands, and you know Keenan, he's might get doubled here. And so you want someone who can get open and catch the ball. You go with Tyron Johnson. If you're in the red zone, maybe use Josh Palmer, who's 6'1 and who's pretty physical. So you have this committee, and the main thing Staley and Lombardi have preached is, um, what's the word? uh, Disguising their looks. You want to have a bunch of these formations with a bunch of different personnel to confuse the defenses, keep them on their toes, keep them always thinking so that when the play is going on they're always thinking about oh, this is a different guy on the field how do I play him and sooner or later as you see you know someone caught a touchdown so I think having a wide receiver three by committee would be the best option here but I think if they go with one guy who plays the majority of the snaps I think it's going to be guiding and honestly there's no real preference as long as um the there's no real preference as long as the roles don't change and these guys are mainly used as deep threats all right So the second thing I wanna talk about is the cornerback two slash three position. So we all know Chris Harris and Michael Davis are the cemented starters going into next year. But this cornerback two spot outside of Michael Davis is something that I think no one's really talking about. And everyone's assuming that Asante Samuel is gonna take over that role. Right, but we've heard a lot of training camp rumors that Brandon Faison has been, has been impressing. And he has, you know, a really, real ideal build for six one, long arms, like willing tackler, someone who's not afraid to get down and dirty against running backs. Uh, he showed that in 2019 when Michael Davis went down with the hamstring strain. So I think, you know, I think Asante Samuel should win this out. And if he doesn't, I'm not sure if it's because Brandon Faison really impressed or if Asante Samuel really disappointed because Asante Samuel is a second round pick, right? So, okay, so uh, as you can see here, Brandon Selye likes to spread out the amount of formations that he uses on defense. He likes to run a lot of nickel, or this is dime. So he likes to run dime, nickel, nickel, uh, base here, uh, nickel, and then and then base again. So Brandon Selye wants to try to spread out the amount of coverages and formations he uses, but the thing is with the rams he didn't really have this good linebacking group but in la with i mean not he's staying in la but with the chargers he has kenneth murray he has drew tranquil he has kaiser white i actually don't think we're going to see a ton of dime packages used this season unless it's an absurd third and 15 plus right i think you want to have guys like kenneth murray and drew tranquil on the field for tackling and for speed and and to give you the ability to blitz off the edge so this CB2 position is really important. I think between Asante Samuel and Brandon Faison, I think Samuel should win this battle. One of the the traits for a cornerback that is translatable from the college to the NFL that is statistically proven is ball, ball skills. So Asante Samuel does have a proven record of interceptions plus pass breakups when targeted. And that's something that's translatable from Florida State to, char- to LA with the Chargers. So I think Asante Samuel should realistically win this battle, but even if he doesn't, the Chargers are going to run a ton of nickel and dime to the point where he's going to see the field. I brought this up in my last video where we could see a personnel package of Michael Davis and Brandon Fason on the outside, Asante Samuel as the nickel back, uh, uh, Chris Harris as the dime backer, Derwin James at safety, or if you want to have more... Mark- uh willing to uh, better tacklers at the line of scrimmage you put chris harris at nickelback derwin james at dimebacker and asante samuel at safety because remember Derek ansley and ronaldo hill all of them said that they're training asante samuel chris harris and derwin james to be these quote-unquote positionless players training them at nickelback dimebacker safety uh and outside corner potentially right which is something we could see with asante samuel and chris harris who could move inside if chris harris decides to leave in 2022. okay and so the last training camp battle, there's not really much information to, to talk about here, but it's gonna be that tight end two spot. We all know Jared Cook is the is the unquestioned tight end one, but the tight end two spot really comes down to be, between Trey McKitty and in my opinion, Donald, Donald Parham. I think Steven Anderson showed flashes at the end of last year, but he needs to show he can he can do work on special teams and he's, he'd be able to be effective as a blocker. And so while Donald Parham has the receiving skills, Trey McKitty has the blocking, which is one of his traits coming out of college. So what I think is gonna happen is on early downs, we're gonna see a lot of Trey McKitty. I think he's the guy, he might even be the only tight end on the field when the Chargers decide to run the ball. Jared Cook isn't a guy that you see blocking in line very much. They like to line him up in the slot and get him in um, in matchups where he's he has the advantage, right? So Trey McKitty is gonna be the guy when the Chargers want to run the ball, when they're in the red zone and they want to be able to get five, six yards or potentially when they're up against the goal line, he's going to be the guy in. But this doesn't mean Donald Parham shouldn't see the field just because he can't block. You want to also show that you you believe in his ability to block, but you're not only using him when you're passing because that makes it obvious to the defense that, oh, okay, the 6'9 dude's in, okay, they're just going to be passing the ball, right? You need to show some type of ability to, to run the ball and pass the ball when both of them, or either of them are on the field because you want to try to mix up the defense's looks and you want to try to keep them on their toes depending on what type of play you're running. And like I think Donald Parham should be a candidate to get maybe six, seven-plus touchdowns this season depending on the Chargers' red zone efficiency and the success and their play calling inside the red zone, which was abysmal last year to say the least. Um, So what I think is going to happen, I think McKitty wins this tight end two position and I think he wins it uh, based on the idea that he's going to get more snaps than Parham. But I do think Parham is going to be more valuable to this team, barring uh, health. And I think he's going to have a good year. And I, I really do believe that Joe Lombardi and Staley are going to find a creative way to use them because that that guy is is a monster in the red zone. And we saw that last year, like when he ran that back shoulder fade against the Bucs. I mean, how, how do you stop a 6'9 six, six, dude? When your safety, most safeties are like shorter than six two, right? Okay, so again to recap, I think um, Jalen Guyden wins the wide receiver three position. I think Asante Samuel wins the cornerback two position, or slash three depending on how you view it. And I think Trey McKitty wins the tight end three, tight end two position. But I think Donald Parham is the more valuable player at the end of the year. So I, you know that brings us to the end of the episode. Leave your predictions for these training camp battles. I'm planning to go to the first training camp and then the third one. And then depending on how those go, I might get tickets for, uh, camps later down, uh, going closer to the season. So if you're going to be there, make sure to you know say hi to me. I'm willing to meet most of the Bolt fam and say, hi, say what's up. And I think the response here on this podcast has been great. So it'd be cool to finally meet some of the people who have been watching my videos and again, me joining PFF has nothing to do with what I'm going to be doing here on, on the guilty as charged podcast and uh, make sure to leave any comments for any potential topics. I'm kind of at that point where there's not much real to talk about since we're going into training camp. So make sure to leave any comments for any topics you want me to go over. And with that, as always, bolt up.